Uh, obviously, we're going to start another mass shooting. Um, this is in San Jose, California. Um, transit employees among nine dead and shooting at San Jose Rail Yard. Uh, public transit employee Samuel Cassidy opened fire on coworkers at the Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority before taking his own life. Uh, he killed uh, eight people and then killed himself. So nine people total. Uh, it happened early in the morning uh, in San Jose uh, at this rail yard. Uh, the shooter was identified as Samuel Cassidy, an employee for Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority. Um, quote, this is a horrific day for our city, and it's a tragic day for the uh, VTA family and our heart pains for the families and the co-workers because we know so many are feeling deeply this loss of their loved ones and their friends. Um, Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith said her deputies and San Jose police officers arrived quickly after the initial 911 calls. I don't really need to read the rest because they all basically read the same. Um, you know, I wish I had a hot take, Jen, but I think this story kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the other ones uh, that we're going to talk about today. Uh, I think right now uh, we really need a progressive revolt in this country uh, on guns, on the economy, on black lives, um, on justice in general. Uh, I hate to see, frankly, that, you know, I was on the campaign trail 2016, 2020, that progressive energy uh, for Bernie, later on for AOC and others. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the progressive movement right now is deflated and discombobulated. Maybe it's because people are naturally tired, but nothing's going to change in this country. I never thought Biden was going to be moved left, uh, but I thought there would at least be a fight to try and make it happen. Um, in the case of guns, obviously it's a lot more the Republicans, but at this point, I mean... How many mass shootings do you think would have happened if not for COVID? I mean, once COVID was, you know, the cases were going down, all of a sudden the mass shootings started going up. Um, it's just, I don't know any way to make it stop other than a massive protest movement called a general strike, um, but basically shutting down major parts of our economy uh, for serious gun control among other main topics. I really don't know any other way at this point. I mean, I'm not blaming the squad or Bernie or anybody for this, but um, at this point, progressives should be saying no to certain bills. If not, the Democrats at least uh, ban the AR-15, um, at least uh, do whatever they have to. I don't care if you have to get rid of the filibuster uh, to get rid of uh, to have universal background checks. I don't know what gun this guy had. It didn't say in the story. I don't know what the issue was, but it's not just this shooting. It's all of them. It's all of them. I mean, I think I read a story that there were 12 mass shootings this weekend um, in America. So it's, it's just, it's absolutely crazy to me. And it's also deflating because basically you have the corporate media framing Joe Biden as FDR, while he's frankly, in terms of rhetorically what he said in the campaign, moving to the right and progressives, you know, 
You get a fight from Cori Bush on police matters. You get a fight from Rashida Tlaib when it comes to uh, Israel and Palestine. You get a fight from AOC on ICE and things like that. But on these things, and again, they're for gun control. It's not their fault. But we don't have a unified progressive movement to fight for all of it. I'm talking gun control. I'm talking um, $15 minimum wage. Everybody's deflated. Um, and, yeah, the mass shootings are going to continue. Uh, it, honestly, eight, eight people were killed. Uh, I think CNN covered it for a few hours, and then they started turning to a story about Donald Trump. I'm sure they'll go back to it in prime time, but obviously it will be out of the news by tomorrow based on our corporate media. So it's, it's heinous. Um, and, you know, whatever. This guy worked. He killed his coworkers, so I'm sure he was a disgruntled coworker, whatever. But how did he kill so many people so quickly? Why, why did he have access to guns? It's just very disheartening, Jen. Yeah, um, and actually there's an update on not only who this guy is, but there are more questions as to why this person had guns. So the guy's name is is Sam Cassidy. And so the, his ex-girlfriend is actually... Uh, they've done more digging, um, and so this reporting is out of the, the San Francisco Chronicle. But his girlfriend had filed court documents, and, and so he had, uh, you know, a, a restraining order against him um, earlier in the month. And so he had diagnosed mental health issues, and so obviously nothing against mental health issues. I have mental health issues. I have... Um, I have depression, I have generalized anxiety disorder, I have um, PTSD. So not like I'm not denouncing mental health issues. We all have them, but you have or not we all, but you, many people have them. But you have to think about what that means for for access to weapons. And in this case of Sam Cassidy, he had major mood swings as a result of having bipolar disorder. And he also had a, a drinking problem. So why did he have access to weapons? And so his ex-girlfriend said, you know, on the record before this, that he would play mind games. And he would sexually abuse her. And so content warning, please, if you are a victim of sexual assault or if this is difficult for you to hear, please mute your audio. Um, this is from the girlfriend. Several times during the relationship, he became intoxicated, enraged, and forced himself on me sexually, she wrote. During those episodes, she said, he would hold her arms to her side and force his weight on her. Cassidy was six foot one, 200 pounds, while the woman, she said, was five foot four and 120 pounds. Cassidy tried to force anal intercourse on her several times. She would fight him off, and he would later apologize and promise to never do it again. She detailed another such incident in September 2008 when she said he pushed her on a bed and forced her to have sex with him. And Cassidy would become enraged when she would ask to meet uh, with another person and ask what the extent of their relationship was. And also that Cassidy stole tools and equipment from his current and former employers and so on. Uh, and so all of that is to say that in like so many of these cases, there 
it's not like there are not warning signs. It's not like there are not things that could have been in place to prevent this. He had diagnosed health issues. He was an alcoholic. There were court documents against him. He had a restraining order taken out against him. He was a rapist. He was, a, a, you know, to put it very um, non-technically, he was a known bad, horrible person. Why was it so easy for him to have weapons, to have access to weapons, to use weapons? This is not a hard thing. We obviously we need to close loopholes. Basically, nobody except for complete maniacs disagree that we need increased background checks. We need tighter background checks. We need increased waiting times to purchase weapons. Uh, in no situation should it be fine to just buy uh, a gun from the back of a car. In no situation should it be fine to just walk into a gun shop and buy a weapon or to go to a convention and just buy a weapon. No, it's not okay. So why are Democrats, including progressives, not making this a priority? They, they talk a good game. Newsom's out there talking a good game right now and saying we're numb. Okay, sure. Sure, we are numb. And that's sad and that's horrible. And that's even more of a reason to stand up and do something, Newsom. That's even more of a reason to stand up and do something, Squad, Bernie, everybody. Stand up and do something. Every time this happens, which is all the time, I recount my stories of, you know, Columbine and thinking, okay, well, I'm, you know, I was in high school. This was 1999. It's like, okay, this is horrible and I'm scared and I'm in high school. And what if this happens? And watching the kid fall out of the window and then becoming obsessed with reading about this and how could this happen to kids my age? And then fast forward, my kid during Sandy Hook was in sixth grade. They locked down his school because a threat was called into his school. My kid was the same age. My oldest child was the same age at that time. Okay, in my head, this will never happen again because what kind of psychotic freaks in the government would ever let this happen again? Of course they're going to fix it now. No, that was almost 10 years ago. No, they haven't fixed it. They haven't done anything. Then we had Vegas, Orlando, everything. You know, count them. Hundreds and hundreds all the time. Nothing has happened. No one is doing anything. They all tweet, even the progressive ones. Oh, thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Neither is saying thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Do something. I don't, there's, they have, there's something has to be done. Nobody's doing anything. I don't even know what to say at this point. People aren't even protesting against this anymore because people simply are numb. No one's doing anything. Even the people. The last thing I'll say is it's all connected. It's all connected. Our government has been bought. We live in the United Corporations of America and our government has been bought. And by the way, uh, yeah, Democrats don't typically get criticized on this issue because it's obviously Republican extremism. But I don't know. Democrats have control right now. So if they viewed the fact that we're all sitting ducks you know, they, Biden and the Democrats viewed coronavirus 
very urgently, rightly so, because people were dying every single day. Well, you should treat the chance, peop- uh, the the chance of people dying every single day, with the same urgency. It's it's not different. The death count might be lower, but literally anybody in America has the chance to die at any time because uh, we are awash in guns. So whether you have an acute situation like a pandemic going around, killing, you know, at at the height over 3,000 people a day, or you have a situation where people are, I mean, every week, every other day, you have five people dying, six people dying, seven people dying. Not to mention the families that have to go on forever. At least, you know, not that it's easy to lose someone during a pandemic. That's, it's not easy to lose someone ever. But it's, it's, there's something about your loved one being, you know, shot to death uh, senselessly for no reason when, when you know the politicians could stop it. And frankly, frankly, um, you know, I said this about Obama, Joe Biden, why aren't you storming the country and shaming these Republicans? I know physically, I mean, that wouldn't probably be the best look, uh, Biden going around the country, but why are you trying to play nice with people that are completely fine with blood on their hands? Uh, we know that, uh, the democratic party loves, uh, woke signaling, uh, their Kente, what was it? The Kenti cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Kenti Kenti cloth where they kneeled for George Floyd. Um, obviously, you know, they're, they, I think they're renaming certain buildings now, uh, or renaming certain programs after George Floyd. And, uh, on the one year anniversary yesterday of, uh, George Floyd's murder, um, Nancy Pelosi made sure, in my view, in a creepy way, uh, to make it seem like, you know, she was, uh, you know, totally changing the world on behalf of George Floyd. So let's show the clip uh, with Nancy Pelosi and George Floyd's daughter and the rest of George Floyd's family standing around uh, with Nancy Pelosi, uh, again, pretending that, no disrespect to George Floyd, that George Floyd is cha- has changed the world because now, you know, the oceans have lifted and black people aren't going to get killed uh, all over the country. Gianna said, my daddy will change the world. And indeed, her prediction is coming true. And it's coming true because of so many people who've worked so hard for decades to make it come true. Basically, you have uh, Pelosi touching uh, the little girl's hair, which is kind of weird. Right, which is not, you're not, that's a no-no. Credit to the little girl for paying no attention to her, which I liked. No, uh, she did. Look at her face. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not okay. Maybe Nancy's got a little creepy Joe in her uh, with the sniffing of the hair and all that, but that's another story. Um, but I want to show this from the intercept because it kind of shows uh, a little bit more. Uh, Congress misses symbolic deadline for police reform. Senate negotiations on police reform uh, started breaking down on May 9th when House Majority Whip James Clyburn told CNN that Democrats should open their minds to passing a measure that did not end qualified immunity, the legal doctrine that protects police officers from civil suits. So let's be clear. James Clyburn, who's Nancy Pelosi's right hand, it's the the House whip. Um, You know, while Nancy Pelosi is sitting there 
you know, using George Floyd's family as a prop. And I'm not calling George Floyd's family stupid or anything. Like, I get why they accepted the invitation. Uh, George Floyd's brother and other family members apparently met with Biden for over an hour. I'm sure Biden, you know, turned on that charm uh, and, you know, gave a, lo- a bunch of empty platitudes. But uh, they're already unilaterally withdrawing, withdrawing from a, removing qualified immunity, which would be the most important thing they could do. If police officers could actually be sued personally, civilly, yeah, they'll think twice because it's all about the money. That's what qualified immunity is. It basically prevents the officer who killed Daniel Pantaleo, excuse me, the officer who killed Eric Garner, live on tape, um, and so on and so on, from being civilly liable. The police departments could be sued civilly. Um, You know, states could be sued civilly, but not the individual officers. Well, I don't know, Jen, if you're a doctor and you are reckless, you could be sued for malpractice. Mm -hmm. How many other positions in America can you be sued if you mess up? Or worse, there's intent, there's motive to do wrong. So the Democrats with full control of the White House, full control of the Senate, full control of the House, uh, they're unilaterally disarming on qualified immunity, basically so that they could... put cobble some piece of dog shit together that would then uh, have George Floyd's name in it, do a White House ceremony, and then have the media pretend that this is, you know, they love to use these terms, sweeping reform. They did it with the COVID relief bill, which was a Band-Aid to a gunshot wound. Uh, It's absurd. It's absurd. And I'm going to keep going, Colin. Um, Over the past year, Ending qualified immunity has often been framed as a marquee activist issue, but the concept has long had bipartisan support following backlash from some centrist members to protest against police brutality. Democrats have been skittish to support any measure that could be used to attack them later as anti-police, and many have leaned into the notion that the legal doctrine is untouchable. The likelihood that a measure to end or even limit, even limit the scope of qualified immunity will advance to the final package is growing smaller by the day. In a statement, Watson Coleman said that keeping qualified immunity would be an insult to protesters and voters who helped elect Biden. Despite despite protests, demands and elections, unarmed black people continue to die at the hands of the police, while qualified immunity continues to shield police from accountability and the culture of excessive force by the hands of law enforcement against black and brown body persists, she said, adding that the removal of the provision would be an affront to those who marched and those who voted for change, effectively placing a bandage over a gaping wound. Uh, In addition to a ban on qualified immunity, the Justice for Police uh, Act policies that may not make it into the Senate bill include making it easier to federally prosecute officers who violate someone's rights. So this might not be in it, making it easier to federally prosecute officers who violate someone's civil rights and any meaningful cuts to federal law enforcement budgets. It's, it's, it's just pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. And this is why I say, Jen, imagine, imagine, I mean, I'm not telling Black Lives Matter what to do, but imagine if even a, even a quarter of the people that mobilized last year for months also economically 
protested. That, that you'd start seeing change really quick. But right now, I mean, I think the main piece in this point, Democrats only care about being reelected. Uh, the Democrats don't want to turn off their donors and they don't want to be looked at as anti-police. Hence, we're going to water this down to nothing while using George Floyd's family as a prop. I Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think it's... You know, it's so disgusting how going back to George Floyd's daughter, how Nancy touched her hair, just like she doesn't, you can tell Nancy doesn't get it. She comes from that generation. This is not an excuse, by the way. You can tell she just doesn't get it. She comes from that generation that's like condescending and like, oh, look at this you know look at this black girl little black girl how cute you can tell she's like that and that she is like that liberal just gross kind of person that's just who nancy is not an excuse at all she's disgusting and the face that that little girl made is completely spot on just like get off of me you insane old decrepit white lady lady um and it is completely spot on, Jordan, that you say that George Floyd's family is being used as a prop by these people. I agree also that it's, I totally understand why they agreed, why Felonius and, and the family agreed to go meet with Joe Biden. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take the chance to take the ear of the president, even if you, even if you could say one thing that might make a difference, why wouldn't you take that chance? Um, and I obviously, for so many reasons, cannot speak for the family. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there are obviously a lot of emotions wrapped up in that, a lot of things they want to, to have happen. I don't know what their specific hopes and, and dreams are and the specific things they, they want to have happen. But you, if I had to guess or, or try to put myself in the shoes of, of a family member who was maybe lost in that way, um, I don't know. I would give it my all. I would go meet with the president. I would go give it my all. I would give it everything. But for, for the rest of us um, who can view what is happening, they're being paraded around and used and is just like the Kente Clock situation. It is using George Floyd's name and saying, oh, look, look at these convictions we got. Look at this reform we have. And look at all we're doing. Look how great we are, us Democrats. We're the real change. We have Trump out of office now. Everything's just gonna be great. Everything's gonna be fantastic and just fine. You guys can all go back to sleep. There's no need to worry. The convictions are good. Just, just don't worry about a thing. And that is what they want to happen. They don't want people to realize that Joe Biden is in favor of giving more money to the police. They don't want people to realize that MPD, the D.C. police, are getting more money. They don't want people to realize what is actually happening. And what is actually happening is nothing, is none of the demands, none of the demands, zero of the demands that people wanted from these protests. Nothing, nothing. Nothing is changing. Nothing has changed. 
Andrew Brown, Dante Wright, Marvin Scott III. Brianna Taylor has no justice. None. No justice. No justice for so many people, so many names. It's it's disgusting. I, I say this all the time when we cover stories like this, whether it's for Black Lives Matter, police brutality, um, anything to do with people in power who are standing up there and pretending they're doing the right thing, knowing damn well that they're not. I don't know how they do it. How could you be a Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden and stand up there and pretend that you're doing the right thing? How could you look felonious Floyd in the eye and pretend that you're doing the right thing for his brother? How could you do that? I don't know how those people sleep at night. I, I, couldn't, I, don't, I cannot understand the mindset of these evil people who don't think that they're evil but that know that they're not doing the right thing, that know that they're not doing what they've promised to do. I just cannot wrap my mind around it. These people who answer to their donors and do not answer to the Floyd family, Uh, that tap the head of George Floyd's daughter, placating her, condescending to her, and do what they're doing. Elizabeth Warren uh, did her usual, um, you know, theater, uh, I enjoyed the theater because the the attack, the uh, pinata she went after definitely deserved it. Uh, but, you know, it's Elizabeth Warren, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, apparently, Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan, and I'm sure the other banks, too, during the raging pandemic uh, felt it's still appropriate uh, to rack up overdraft fees on uh, millions of Americans uh, that were going broke. And lost their jobs and many uh, who got sick. Uh, let's take a look at Warren, who, you know, take it with a great assault. It's Warren. She did, you know, last minute get a super PAC and, you know, took money, f- took big money. But at least in this moment, she was on the right side. Mr. Diamond, how much did JP Morgan collect in overdraft fees from their consumers in 2020? Well, I, I think your numbers are totally inaccurate, but we'll have to sit down privately and so go through these that. These are public numbers. And I also, I also want to point out we did not overdraft. Can, can you just answer account. my question? We, we How much did J.P. Morgan we did collect? Not overdraft, we did not overdraft at the Fed account. And at any request, so you never, said they needed, I'm sorry, they needed Mr. Diamond, that was, Mr. Diamond, that was not the question. Did you, you had an automatic protection. So I'm asking, you were recommended, the regulators recommended you offer that same kind of protection to your customers. And, and How much, in fact, did J.P. Morgan did. collect in overdraft fees from their customers in 2020? Do you know the we, number? I don't know the number in front of me. But well, we, I actually we, have upon, the number in front of me. $1.463 billion. That's nearly $1.5 billion that you collected from your customers. Now, do you know how much JP Morgan's profit would have been in 2020 if you had followed the recommendation of the regulators and waived overdraft fees to help struggling consumers? In other words, without that overdraft money, would your bank have been in financial trouble? We waived the fees for customers upon request if they were under stress because of COVID. You know, 
I, I appreciate that you want to duck this question. Do you know how much your profits would have been if you'd actually waived all the fees as the, rec we, as we, the regulators we recommended? All, we waived the fees every time. The answer is your profits COVID. would have been $27.6 billion. I did the math for you. So here's the thing. You and your colleagues come in today to talk about how you stepped up and took care of customers during the pandemic. And it's a bunch of baloney. In fact, it's about $4 billion worth of baloney, but you could fix that right now. Mr. Diamond, will you commit right now to refund $1.5 billion you took from consumers during the pandemic? No. Right now? No. No. No, we won't. No, we won't. I, Elizabeth Warren, you could have actually done something about Jamie Diamond. You could have done something about Wall Street. If you would have got the hell out of the Democratic primary after you came in an awful, awful, uh, what was it? I think third place in New Hampshire. And J.P. Morgan, oh, what he said, oh, yeah, yeah, upon request, we, we waive the overdraft fees. Give me a fucking break. Of course, that's not true. Uh, $1.5 billion in overdraft fees uh, while uh, J.P. Morgan was still doing just fine. Um, I'm sure other banks also did this. And it just goes to show you, it was never even really, it never even became a thing, Jen, for, to cancel the rent. So they, JP Morgan and other corporations, they got money through the original CARES Act. Uh, so they got plenty of money, corporations, I think three to $6 trillion uh, in the original uh, coronavirus bailout. But if you were down on your luck, during coronavirus, you still got charged overdraft fees. If you are not caught up in your rent, you're screwed. The eviction moratorium's coming up at the end of June. Uh, it's just outrageous. And as Biden said, uh, we could read the quote, Colin. This is what Biden told his donors on the campaign trail. Corporate America has to change its ways. It's not going to require legislation. I'm not proposing any. We've got to think about how we deal people back in, i.e., you guys need to, what did Hillary say, cut it out? That's Biden's way of saying, you guys need to cut it out, but I'm not going to make you cut it out. I'm just going to suggest nicely while collecting your checks, you cut it out. I waver back and forth because she has these moments where she'll do stuff like this, which, which seems good. You know, it kind of makes me want to root for her. Here she is going after him, going after Jamie Dimon. And it's, she's she's holding him, his feet to the fire, kind of. And this is, this is good. She's saying, will you give this money back to the people? And it's very clear. She does a good job of presenting it this way. Okay, your company has profited by this amount. And you essentially stole this amount of money from the people, from everyday working people. And to anyone watching, it's exceptionally clear. Your company, your rich company, you as a wealthy rich person, you as a wealthy rich asshole, you don't need this money. The everyday working class person needs this money. These are overdraft fees. This isn't money that your company earned. This is money you stole. Why can't you give it back to the to the people and he just outright says no and she's she's just like no 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 so 
It's a very striking video. And if you condense Elizabeth Warren down to just this video, it's good. Elizabeth Warren in this space is a good Elizabeth Warren. But that's the problem. That's not all Elizabeth Warren is. Elizabeth Warren is the one who is so surprised and she can't figure out why it leaked that Bernie supposedly said it, that a woman couldn't become president. Oh, you know, from her new book. She doesn't know how that leaked. What a what a surprise. She stayed in and ruined, as you, you know, as you just said, not in these words. She ruined Bernie Sanders' chances of becoming president and therefore ruined legitimate the hope for legitimate progressive change in this country that was selfish of her that was wrong of her she spent most of her life being a republican and it wasn't like oh she was young and grew up in a republican household i grew up in a batch of crazy republican household with like these not so like christian evangelical christian parents well one one segment of my life was that and so I thought that that was the right thing and I was taught the Democrats were evil like my family boycotted Chick-fil-a <laughs> and Target for example that kind of thing so I was indoctrinated in that and I thought Democrats were evil until it was like wait a second no that's insane like I like people I care about people clearly Republicans do not and so I came into my own um, fairly young, but Elizabeth Warren did not. She spent most of her life as a Republican until pretty recently. And that's okay. People can change. That's just fine. But there, Elizabeth Warren also, you, you have to take the person on the whole. And when you take Elizabeth Warren on the whole, it's not just her holding Jamie Dimon's feet to the fire, which is good. It's, it's also, this other stuff where, where she backtracks, where she doesn't go far enough, where she doesn't, uh, you know, go far enough on, on Medicare for all or, or backtracks on how far she's willing to go. And she, I don't believe she's truly a progressive. I think she's progressive as far as it might get her in the Bernie Sanders world. And it, it didn't, you know, get her that far because her true colors were shown. And so uh, it's, it's, um, I mean, I don't know what to say. This is a good clip, like good for her. Nothing's probably going to happen. Nothing will happen. And uh, yeah. And so the world keeps spinning and Jamie Dimon keeps getting richer and the rest of us continue to suffer. Not to mention, apparently, uh, Democrats are giving a $10 billion bailout to Jeff Bezos's space force or his little space oh, company. Uh, so Jeff Bezos needs uh, $10 because apparently, uh, I don't know, whatever government agency gave the bid to somebody else other than Jeff Bezos' space company. So now they're creating another $10 billion to give to Jeff Bezos' uh, space company. I mean, it's just outrageous, and it goes back to what we've been talking about. Um, nothing's going to change. I hate to tell you folks, nothing's going to change unless people come together with their wallets and shut this economy down. That really is what has to happen, because I got news for you. The Democratic Party right now is going to continue moving further and further away from their promises, frankly, further and further to the right. Uh, 
And what they're going to do is they're going to essentially uh, elevate Marjorie Green Taylor or Taylor Green mm. and that shit people uh, and just make the midterms about, well, you want to put these people back in the majority and a bunch of other woke identity, you know, prey, prey on people's um, same thing they preyed on with, you know, Trump versus Biden. Like this is an existential threat. Now's not the time. Uh, and it's always going to be now's not the time. 